Welcome back to Bacon Pancast featuring Jake's Meatloaf. It's an Adventure Time podcast and we're Jake's Meatloaf. I'm Tulip. I'm Nick. I'm Chan. I'm Tipsy. We did it in order. And we support the strikes and we don't endorse any streaming servers for any reason. These were really good episodes, you guys. They were really good episodes. They were so good. Like, Adventure Time... I, I always like, hmm, these next episodes going to be good. I don't Bro. think so. And then Adam Muto, and then Adam Muto always pulls it off. He's so good, and so are all of the people that work for, that work as the storyboarders and stuff. These two are wonderful. Bro, I saw so Tipsy goes so those new episodes in the chat, and I was like, she fucking hated them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, I thought they were good. I don't know why I took that so negatively. <laughs> <laughs> I just was trying not to, to say anything because I didn't know if you'd seen them. Well, no, it's so funny is that uh, I like, I guess I, I needed to brush up on my lore, but I was like, wait a minute. I'm confused. Why is Icefin here? I thought he was cured in crossover. Was that an alternate reality? And then I, and then it took me like an entire day to be like, that was a fucking flashback. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So the second watch, when I did realize that, I was like, oh, this all makes so much more sense now. Oh, they just like, they just like the design so much they had to use it again, even if it was for, like, two seconds there. It was so... Oh, my God. It was so fun. I love that. Uh, the, the whole the whole world was super fun. I love it. I have so many notes today. I really hope they're... Some of them are vague, and I'm like... I'll know what that means. I know, me too. Like, I, I have, I have like kind of a lot to say about these ones. I, I think we should try going like kind of in order, like we did last time. Like, yeah, it helps. It helps me definitely to do it in order. Maybe, um, maybe I should start taking notes again. I haven't done that since we started our Distant Lands podcast back in 2020. It's just oh, like I haven't in the last couple episodes, but these ones, man. The first episode, I re- like after we recorded, I realized there was so much more that I wanted to mention that I forgot. So I was like, I will not let this happen again. <laughs> so now we're back. I watched um, these episodes at two a.m. before I went to bed, so I didn't write notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, trying to think because we start. We're starting with Simon pacing aggressively in a cornfield. Yeah, he's just talking about how becoming Ice King again is a good idea, and Fiona and Cake are like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." Wrongly. No downsides. Yeah, no, no sympathy at all. <laughs> I just got to throw this out there before I forget is that Cake has been so funny. I don't know. I mean, I, obviously Cake is just Jake, but Cat. But I'm like, she's she's been good. I love her. I mean, Fiona fell asleep like instantly, which my first watch I, I thought that was like kind of strange. But then my second time through, I remembered. Oh yeah, she's like she stayed up all night in the first episode and hasn't got any sleep since then. So that makes perfect sense. Oh, I didn't think about I'm that. I'm glad she got actually. some rest. Yeah, I was like, why did that just, like, I was like, is that just her being quirky? <laughs> it's also possible that it's not just, I, I mean, I, that's what I thought when I saw it, but I think it's also possible that it's not just the fact that she hasn't had enough sleep. So if it happens again, then we'll know for sure. What? You have a theory? I'm pretty sure she was just sleep deprived. Do you have a theory about her sleep de- deprivation? Well, yeah, because you saw the other bad stuff happening, like, at the end of the second episode. So maybe it's connected. Maybe she's drained from being in this ma- magical multiverse. I'm gonna like. I'll be really impressed if you're right, and I'll and I'll apologize to you in a future episode. But right now, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then she woke up, and Kate got her something to eat. 
Oh, yeah, the rat. That's a reference to one of the original Fiona and Kate comics by Natasha Allegri, which is just Kate collecting a bunch of dead animals. I remember that. I remember that, yeah. I remember that joke happened in the show, and I was like, why is there, like, something in my brain being scratched (laughs) right now? Yeah, happy birthday, Fiona. She, I love her line. She's like, you like this. Okay, I, I didn't know that at all. That's very cool. I uh, See, I saw that and I kind of thought, like, I feel like it's, like, kind of strange that they're still doing house cat jokes with Cake after she became anthropomorphic. But that's just this version of the character, I, I guess. don't think it's strange at all. It's like, she is a house cat. And secondly, Cake's entire deal is house cat jokes. Like, again, in the original comics, the joke is Cake's a cat and not a dog. Cat people love the same jokes over and over again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Nick, you know that you know that you're the only one here who doesn't have cats. Exactly. I'm sorry about that. And also, my dogs are barking in the background, so it all it all adds up. There's <laughs> irony here. It's still so weird to me, uh, like Fiona being like, "I've played so many post-apocalyptic RPGs." I'm like, it's so weird to hear that in this show. <laughs> But... It kind of implies what Finn would be doing in the real world as well. Like, if if they didn't live in a post-apocalyptic world, they'd be probably playing a bunch of roguelikes and Fallout yeah. and stuff like that. What do you think Finn's favorite game would be, like, of all time? Oh God, he would love he would love Baldur's Gate. <laughs> oh, he probably would. And Diablo, and he'd love Diablo. He'd probably even love Diablo Four and Diablo you... Immortal. Do you think that he'd be one of those people that plays Skyrim for like tw- like fifteen years? Yes, and he thinks so. I was like, yeah, I feel like Finn would like Skyrim. Honestly. No question. The thing is, they're definitely right, but it's funny because like in season one, Finn was like, "Who who plays games?" What did he say that for Turbo Nerds? Wait, what? What did he specifically say that to? Because he, I feel like he always played BMO. I guess BMO was more like a season two. Thing, oh yeah, you know? but no, it was in the like, uh, knife storm episode about Jake using his imagination. No, imagination is for turbo nerds. Video games aren't for turbo nerds. PB's the one who doesn't like video games. Imaginations for turbo nerds who can't handle how kick butt reality is. <laughs> yeah, so early, early Finn wouldn't play D and D because he could just go outside and have a D and D adventure. I'm pretty yeah. sure end of series Finn would love D and D. Yeah, oh, that's so cute. I would just, I want them to play D and D together. Who, I know, I know, we're totally <laughs> off topic, but I need to talk about this. Who would be their DM? Would it be Marceline? Um, Imagine PD? Princess Bubblegum. You think it would be PB? I feel like. Uh, I feel like, like I there's guess, evidence. Yeah. I feel like there's evidence for it being PB within this uh, within this episode. Back. Yes, exactly. Am I? What am I forgetting? I, I I'm not gonna. I, I I'm a bit worried about jumping straight to the end yeah, of the we'll second d- episode. Just remember to but, talk like, about what, it later. Okay. Yeah, we're not doing we're not doing that yet. Um. <laughs> so like, I'm glad Prismo's not dead, but he's trapped in a cube. Oh yeah, I wrote that down. Prismo trapped in cube? Question mark. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's so, ironic because like, he has he's always surrounded by cubes and makes so many cubes. It's interesting. That means like he can't. I guess he can't be put in a capsule because he doesn't have like a physical. Well, it's I mean, like, he does. could you put? Yeah, I was gonna say, could you put the old man in a in a capsule? It's kind of weird. Like I'm like, couldn't Scarab technically just like take the man? <laughs> 
Maybe that's how he did it. I don't know. I mean, know. he may have already done that, but, you know, just yeah. because he's in a capsule doesn't mean he's not still asleep. I mean, he probably, like, isn't supposed to. So, like, that's just stopping the dream forms the most he can do now until his boss says that he can take over as the Wishmaster. True. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't even know how that's going to go. But then what was he doing to the to the, to the the TV wall? Milking it. He was, uh, he was doing the same thing that Simon did. So if you remember the scene where Simon and Kate yeah. are talking to each other as Fiona wakes up, Simon is tearing apart the TV controller and it, it looks exactly the same as the TV does when Prisma removes it from the wall. So he's using that. He's It's like opening up a TV and applying pressure to the current to make it change colors i don't know what you're talking about but i believe you <laughs> yeah well maybe he just took some of that goo out and put it inside his little crystal and that makes it work like the remote which also has goo in it yeah i don't know how he's continuing i don't know how he's continuing to travel when he's already in the multiverse like he hasn't got access to the tv at that point oh that's true he might have actually taken yeah i didn't think about that i thought he was just Messing with he it. just got a little bit of goo and put it in a second TV room. He he's magic. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> this is the he got the, he the got inner workings. He of... got a remote controller from IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so destiny the the dest I don't know what to call it other than like Destiny City or something. Was there an official name for their town um, that anyone noticed? No. Oh well, that's what I'm gonna call it, but. As usual, like, Adventure Time always does, like, these pan shots sometimes that just, like, show whatever's going on. It's always so captivating. Mm -hmm. Like, just, like, the, they're, like, the tires thing, then the guy, like, drops a cinder block on him, steals the tire, puts that on a car, and the car (laughs) then rides off to be the wheel of a bigger yeah. car. I'm like, what is happening? It, it like, reminded me of the Nightosphere or the City yeah. of Thieves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I reminded me of the Nightosphere shot. That, like, crazy long pan in the Nightosphere they did that one time. My my thing with this setting that I really like is that it's so weird, and it's still, it's even comparable to, like, the future human society, but, like, grungier and weirder. And... I, I mean, the yeah, thing no, with me, sure. it's not really done anymore, but there was a period of time, like, after that that Mad Max Fury Road movie came out that, like, every single fucking thing ever made had, like, a Mad Max episode, and that was always that was always really kind of boring because they were samey, but this is really, like, Adventure Timeified. I didn't think about that, but you're definitely right on that, yeah. And, I mean, it's been so many years since that's been a trend anyway, so... <laughs> I love the aesthetic. It definitely feels. I've never seen any Mad Max, but it definitely feels with that vibe. And like, I loved the music in this scene. The work by Amanda Jones is brilliant. This music made me think of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. In like, when you enter a new city and it's the build up before a big gunfight. That's what it felt like. It was so good. Yeah, the, I mean, all the music's been, like, fantastic in the miniseries so far. I'm very you know, excited I'm, about not that. Not counting the next episode. Like, animation's been crazy, too. Like, I I don't I even know. think it's really that different, but there's something about it that seems like it's so much more quality. It's like, but it's always been... Like, the quality never went down. It's like the SpongeBob versus SpongeBob movie animation yeah. for me, where it's like, okay, I can tell this is better. But there's just <laughs> more going on. Like, if you look at the end of Adventure Time, you tended to have a lot of episodes where the characters were just, like, standing there 
uh, not much was happening to them. There's way more action in these episodes. Mm. The characters are moving around more and they're just uh, expressing more. That's why you can see a notable improvement of quality. I wish I wish I remembered the names of the people who storyboarded these ones. It's hard to tell um, the relationship between storyboarding, animation and all that with these specials, but I think they're still mostly storyboard driven. I think there's there's a much stricter script than with the normal episodes of Adventure Time. But otherwise the all of the gestures and stuff are the work of storyboarders. Or if you want to know the names, we can just look them up real quick. Yeah, let's do that. Destiny, written and storyboarded by Anna Sivitson and Hannah K. Nystrom, Sonja von Marensdorf and Jacob Winkler. So those first two names, we know them. Yeah. Anna and Hannah both worked on Distant Lands, and Hannah's a long-time storyboarder. Sonja and Jacob are new. I think it's Sonja, maybe. I'm guessing. Isn't but... she? Isn't she an older artist? I thought she was on it already. No. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're in Destiny Gang territory. Yeah. <laughs> Clap for transgender Tromo. Who knows? Here, here knows what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh! I saw that post last night. Like diversity win. This random character from the Destiny Gang is trans. Is is like yeah, one of one of the one of the Destiny Gang characters like didn't have boobs before but does now yeah oh i didn't know that <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> well yeah, i didn't even notice that until now <laughs> imagine getting top surgery in farm world the, like, that would be where do you go <laughs> that would be dangerous <laughs> yeah seriously well i mean we may return uh, to that topic in a few minutes um so we get okay trying to chronologically the characters arrive in the farm market they get burnt by choose goose in which cake fights back using her stretchy powers they run away and try to hide the stretchy powers wherein you get some nice little banter between simon fiona and cake but they're spotted by none other than jay mertens yeah when we first saw jay like sneaking out of the library I thought for sure they were going to be Finn's little sibling. Oh, I yes, I, I thought, oh, because yeah. they're, the, they're the correct age. They're the correct age. Where is Finn's little sibling? Wait, is that is that not the implication? No, no. Jay, they literally say outright that Jay is Oh, wait, that's son. their dog. <laughs> wait, <laughs> never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I also thought that, though. And then my brain stopped thinking after that, mm-hmm. apparently. I, before I watched the episode, I saw that he had kids. So I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> no more social media. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's Jay Mertens, one of Finn's like five or six kids, apparently. Five kids, five kids. Finn fucks, I guess. Um, it's interesting to me that they, I guess, like I don't know the inner workings of child voice acting. But <laughs> it's like I feel like with little girls, they always like get like age appropriate people, and then boys, they get an adult pretending to be a little boy and i'm like is it harder to find dudes or something in that field well yeah they chose a specific voice actor for jay but there might be another reason for that yeah um they did i mean they did a great job I'm just curious. no it's just like there's uh, you, you show there's a scene at the end of the episode where jay rips off his shirt and there's like a vest underneath yes 
and fans decided that that could be a binder. Yes, that's oh what God. I was, that's what I was going to mention later too. It's it's impossible to tell if uh, Jay is trans, but if Jay is trans, that that could explain why they didn't get a cisgender twelve year old boy to voice him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and okay, I'll talk about this now. Then um, I feel like. Finn's farm world kids being named Jay and Bonnie is is a is a little odd, especially Jay and Jake coexisting in the same time period, because the implication there in Puhoy was that he was naming the kids after people he knew, but he like kind of forgot them, like he didn't totally remember what Jake's name was. It, it is weird, but um, I'm pretty sure it's just there for like the, the reference. I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously. It's it's a reference for fans to catch, which is awesome, and I love it. But the thing is, if Jay is transgender, then that means he chose his own name, and that solves yeah, and, all the problems. And he loves yeah. he loves his dog enough. He borrowed it from the dog. Yes. I'm I, I'm looking at Pahoy on the wiki right now because I wanted to see the names. Uh, apparently, imaginary Jake has his own uh, article. What? Farmer <laughs> <laughs> Jake is still alive. Our Finn's Jake is dead. I know, like how, like how, like how is he okay? Like I didn't Jake, even think of that. How did I not think of that? Farmwell Jake is like twenty nine years old. Oh yeah, how did how did that end in crossover? Did he did he lich and he was just a happy dog again? <laughs> yeah, somehow so, cutting yeah. off cutting off the lich's hand didn't cut off Jake's hand. So I guess that you can cut off Jake's hand and he'll be fine. I mean, technically, if you cut off Jake's hand, he could just stretch another hand out and pretend it was well, his original. But this hand. is a but this is a normal dog, Jake. Oh dang it! <laughs> this multiverse. Curse you, multiverse! But you know, maybe, maybe, maybe because he had the lich in him once, he has like a little bit of magic and like lives longer. That that'd be a funny like little Easter egg in the episode, actually. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's my new headcanon. He 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 was sure. like so he was so his skin was so old that when Cake put her paw on him, yeah. the the paw print never disappeared. Something that I love about the multiverse stuff is it, it really, like, gives you a lot of, like, speculation that you can do to, like, the actual universe just by giving you these little, you're like, oh, Finn grows up and have, has a bunch of kids, and then one of his kids happens to have, like, Huntress wizard eyes. Huh, interesting. Mm. Not not only eyes, but also the same hair color as Hunter wizard had in the first episode. Yeah, episodes. and it's, like, fun because it's, like, the, like... This is probably what happened. Yeah. <laughs> which which has which has people online saying, you know, maybe Huntress Wizard was the mom of Finn's kids. I say, I think that's a pretty clear indication that Huntress Wizard was probably the mom of that kid. But not all of them. I suspect human Rosalinen was still the mom of Jay and Bonnie. I think it's way funnier if Finn is just an epic divorce man and one of his wives died and the <laughs> others just left him. <laughs> yeah, that would explain why he's like that. God, I love. Yeah. yeah, I love that first. Like when you went up to him and they thought he was Simon. They're like, is that? They're like, what did they say? Like, oh, Simon, Simon, Farmworld, Simon looks Probably weird. Probably he's jacked. He's jacked. Yeah. Uh, and then Simon's like, no, that's Finn. It's Farmworld you, which is interesting because uh, all Finns are Fiona in a sense. Yeah. I love like I love Jeremy's like voice acting for the character too. Yeah. Like he just I, know, I almost expected him I almost expected them to get the Pohoy adult Finn guy yeah. back just to like have that connection. But it was funny that it was just Jeremy again. Yeah. Uh, but I 
I was going to say, because we were talking about, like, theories and connections and stuff. I find it so interesting that this episode requires, like, an insane amount of context. But you could also probably not see any of those Farm World episodes and you would just be like, okay, it's another dimension and everything's weird. Yeah, actually, I saw a Tumblr post where someone was saying that they're watching Adventure Time, like, concurrently with Fiona and Cake. And they said, well, it's so funny watching this new episode and thinking that, you know, the apocalypse world is just, you know, some other universe and then finding out that it's actually from Adventure Time. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's so much... Because even, like, the crown being destroyed it's like if you're just watching and you didn't see crossover you could just be like oh that sucks it's destroyed but like we know why it is like there's so many layers to this and i think it's really interesting too that i mean i mean jumping ahead too much i guess but like the episode just ends like they just leave and it's just over and it's like okay (laughs) and i think that that's something that's that's really interesting because you would expect there to be like more conclusion to like this universe but may- maybe it'll come later in the series but like not really there's just like a fight and then they escape and then it's over yeah they just leave and finn gets concussed to hell and back by uh oh. well well hold on does, for, does anyone have anything to say about like uh the scarab human form that happened i mean i don't know i haven't seen his balls yet so we'll see how people, th- what people oh. thought about it. wow <laughs> Yes, wow. you have. He showed. He said he was going to incinerate them. Remember, he showed him with all the little he, pixel people he sure was He sure was a businessman. He kind of looked like an ice king himself. I wasn't going to mention the that. I was going to mention how fucking terrifying his like true form is, or whatever. And Choose yeah. Goose is like, you got to give me something in return. He just like opens his face or whatever. I'm like, oh my god. No, he has god. A, he has like an actual like mouth and eyes under there. Yeah, which is interesting. Terrifying. But I just like it's funny that that he put on a, a disguise to blend in with the locals, but he was still like, I gotta look as evil as I can. I have to mention this before I forget because it was such like a, it was such a like weirdly quick and like not acknowledged joke. But he like knocks on Finn's door, and he's just like, "Sorry for calling so late." I'm like, "You, yeah." <laughs> just yeah. like, what? <laughs> just I don't know. It was so funny. But back to when they first went. Uh, the soup that has simmered since their mom died. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, I was like, I felt like I was in a fever dream, like, Cake petting Jake, because I was like, oh my god, it's Jake and Cake interacting. Imagine seeing this, like, ten years ago. <laughs> like, the screenshots from this. I know oh, it yeah. wasn't, like, actual Jake, but it was... And Fiona interacting with Finn, and it's Farm World Finn. I know it's that's absolutely insane. I still think you know, as I said before, I didn't think Fiona and Finn would meet, and like I think they won't in terms of like regular universe Finn. But man, this was like they just did it. It's like casual. It doesn't feel like a big deal in the episode, but it's like it kind of is when you think about it. I don't know at this point. Like I kind of feel like they might at least very quickly meet. In like some some ending part, <laughs> just like it feels like they're like, maybe not. Like I don't. I, I I'm happy either way. But like yeah, it's wild. But yeah. Uh... So so they go to the crater at nighttime because uh, Jay's uh, meeting up with Lil Destiny secretly. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say really fast. The uh, the first like <laughs> the first meeting of Fiona and Finn, and then Cake just going like. 
y'all should kiss. And that just switches scenes. <laughs> that is such a yeah, good... And then, that, and then that comes up again I later. Know, like, I Cake, both... <laughs> like, Cake is just a fan of self sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Cake, uh, yeah, she's, she's been really fun. I, I like her a lot. This film is um, very different to our thing. Not just because he has a he has like five kids and a dead wife, um, and maybe two divorced wives after that. Mm-hmm. But also <laughs> because like he he was just so he he doesn't truck with magic. He said like, yeah. he's very anti magic due to his own trauma of being possessed by the crown. Oh my god, that one line it was so wild to hear when he says, You're a damn fool! I was like, oh my god, Finn! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he became like a like a folklore villain in the culture yeah. of farming. What, the snowman is what they called him, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's like traumatized. It's a scarecrow um, of him. Did people know it was him, though? I feel like they must have known. Uh, probably not. Because if they did, they'd probably angry mob destroy him or something, right? Like... I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but he was just a kid. I mean, and I mean, even in the modern times, he's living, like, secluded from the rest I, of it's, the... It's funny, too, because from him, his perspective, he's probably like, how the fuck did I even get cured? <laughs> it just kind of sucks. His kids know... His kids know that he found a crown, and he talked about where he where he found it, and they just looked where he found it. When he, he was drunk it. one time, right? Yeah, <laughs> they, they just looked where he found it, and they found it again because it had been evaporated by the nuke, but a piece of it still survived and apparently gave one of these kids a deadly illness. Yeah, I don't, hmm, I don't know about that. I mean, Simon seems confident about it, and I guess he would know what he's talking about. But, like, it's also just a, you know post-apocalyptic Mad Max world, I feel like it's entirely feasible there could just be diseases going on. I feel like she could just have radiation poisoning (laughs) from hanging out in the site of a nuclear explosion. True. I I took it as, I took it as, like, since it's, like, part of the ice magic, that it's, like, a really bad cold. Like, her body temperature is really lowered, so she's getting sick from that. True. That's a good theory. I believe that now. Like, what happened to Marceline in Simon and Marcy? Oh, is that why she was sick? Because she was cold? Yeah. I, I thought she was just sick. <laughs> she, she was cold because he was using his ice magic and messing around yeah. and show, showering her with well, it. You just, you blew my mind with that one. <laughs> I was just like, ah, she's sick. That's about it. Yeah, no. So, yeah, on the topic of the ice gem that they have now, I'm like, now my theories are spiraling because I'm like, well, ice thing is missing one of the gems. Is this going to be like, is this getting all three gems gonna be like the end game for that like or like putting that last gem in ice ice thing's eye and like what does that do you're right well they could steal one gem from each dimension though he has put it in the controller now well i just thought they were gonna have the one gem and then like ice like i don't know ice thing is missing one specifically and it's like well now they have one specifically is that a coincidence yeah but it's still missing that one in the future yeah i mean that's true but when you say in the future, are you talking about... Well, yeah, I guess lemon the Lemon Hope stuff, right? Like, uh-huh. I guess that would chronologically definitely be after what's happening now. Yeah. Because the Candy Kingdom's all futuristic. Okay, true. Okay, theory's dead. <laughs> Down on arrival. Move on, people. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway, uh, there's a forbidden romance, and there's a big fight with the Scarab, and Finn... Um, dead question that's what i wrote my my i think he is 
My note is, did Scarab kill Finn? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I don't think he did. Because if he did, then that, it would be more obvious. But he definitely messed him up. I was going to say, I think if he did kill him, like, since there's been so much blood, they would have been like, you know, like, yeah. I feel like it was... It I mean, I, more clear. unless he comes back, I think it's just an intentional, like, what the fuck kind of thing. And we're just never supposed to know. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Finn flamethrower. Oh, man. Like, if he is dead, what are his kids going to do? Yeah, I <laughs> hope he's not dead. His kids will be awful. What is Jake going to do? <laughs> Jake doesn't know what to do. He's just an old guy. Jake's like 20. Jake's a 29 year old dog. He doesn't give a shit. I mean, more than that by now. Well, I guess. In dog years. He's a twenty-nine-year-old normal dog. Well, do you, would would this would the farm world Jake just live as long as the normal Jake, like the Ooh Jake? Would they all just have the same lifespan technically? I mean, uh, he looks <laughs> he looks way older. So he's going to be the... like fifty. <laughs> Listen, he looks way older than the normal Jake from the second episode. Listen, they love. I've probably talked about this like fifteen times. They love to show Jake being so old and dying when Finn's young and spry every two seconds, okay? But in Dungeon Train, he stayed with Finn, and Finn was also an old man, and Jake was an old man. So obviously Jake can be as living as long as old Finn. So why is he always dying and old before Finn? Why? I'm upset. Okay? Okay, thank you. So should we put an end to the first episode there? Final thoughts on that one? Yeah, yeah, basically. The episode Destiny. That title's definitely referring to Lil Destiny, not Big Destiny, right? Yeah. Or just like in general, right? Both of them. Yeah, both of them. It's it's all encompassing. Oh, we forgot a good one of the good lines. I'm glad see this is why I take notes. This is great. Uh they're like, Simon, like, helper, you're you're a doctor, right? He goes, I'm an antiquarian, <laughs> damn it. I'm like, oh my god, it's, I can't. I can't. Please bring Jake back for one scene in, like, normal form just to let him swear. I realize he's already been in it, but he did not swear. Yeah. So bring him back. <laughs> if anybody's going to swear, it's going to be him. But maybe he doesn't want to no, do it. No, it's kind of funny because he used to yell at Finn. He was like, watch your yeah. language. So, like, he probably doesn't want to swear in front of Finn, which is really cute. So I like that better at the end. Okay, yes, I think now we can move on to The Winter King, which, guys, it might just be my favorite episode yet. Yes! Yes, this one was so good. It immediately opens up with them entering the new world, the, 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 the new universe, and who other than Ice Prince saves them from their adversary? Yes. He's voiced by, voiced Brian, by Brian David, David Gilbert. Gilbert. The second he opened his mouth, I was like, I know that voice. Oh, my God. Okay. As someone who knows voices, I have no idea who that is. Help me. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. He's an internet funny man, okay? okay. Oh, okay. What does he do? Um, he used to he, he used to make a series called Unraveled for Polygon where he would make like silly video game theories and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. like more focused on, on comedy. Is than he the guy actually, with the glasses? You know, talking about the yeah. games. Okay. Um, okay. And now he's independent. And he makes like music and horror videos sometimes he's really good he made he made a pokemon rap that has like a thousand pokemon in it yeah though he did cheat well good for him because he did a great job i liked his voice a lot (laughs) i know his voice Um, works so well too for this version of ice king that's like pretty cool on the surface but there's something suspicious about him anyway yeah he's sus he's too well adjusted 
Simon sees it immediately and feels like ashamed that he's not like this Ice Prince character. He has a Winter Wonderland and he claims that he overcame the, ca- the crown's power by sheer force of will. <laughs> Which I, I mean, I like, I really like that idea. Like, I'm like, I never really thought about that. I'm always like, crown makes you crazy and turn into Ice King. But I'm like, oh, this character claims that their like will was so strong that they that they became they just were able to just use the crown power but just be normal I'm like oh that's cool like obviously now he that's was not being cagey what There's happened no way. i never believed it for a second yeah he he was probably going to show simon how to do what he did though but he wasn't going to explain what he did immediately yeah listen there's a joke i forgot in last episode is yeah. it worth mentioning Go ahead. or is it over go ahead Someone says to Fiona, I, I cut your nose off, but it looks like someone beat okay. me to it. <laughs> okay, actually, yeah, I, I forgot to write that down in my notes. I don't like that joke, honestly. It's it ju- it's kind of confusing. I, I was what never a mean? fan of the theory that, like, you know, so sometimes people would say, like, oh, but what if because of the radiation and uh, people got mutated and they actually don't have noses in the future? And I, I never liked that. That wasn't, like, that wasn't just a theory, though. Pendleton Ward said that. Uh I still don't like it. Really? He said it on form. He said it on form spring. He he was asked why doesn't Finn have a nose, and Penwell just responded because of the radiation. Okay, well, that's kind of like a joke response, but like Simon doesn't have one either, you know? Like it doesn't trap. I just thought it was a funny. I thought it was just a funny little line. Like I don't think about her not having a nose, but I'm like, oh yeah, in this universe, that's kind of that's like, but it's funny because you see they have nostrils, yeah. like. They literally show I mean, nostrils us, sometimes. Us Adventure Time fans need to, need to take everything seriously because everything always comes back somehow. It's like it's like the joke about Crudin in Dragon Ball not having a nose and therefore being able to win a fight. <laughs> I just thought it was silly. I didn't know this would be such a controversial thing to talk about. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway, sorry, back to the, the Ice Prince. The uh, First of all, the visuals were yeah, fucking gorgeous. I mean, nat- naturally for me, anything with snow is like awesome, but j- just that the added layer of like obviously the big animation moment, mm-hmm. and then also like Small the, the 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 Gary and Marshall Lee stuff where like it's all snowy over the city at night and stuff like that. Was, oh my what, god! Like, come yeah. on. I, was, <laughs> I wanted to talk about them. Which, so which bad. of course, as we know, it's we know it's snowing in Fiona World because. Simon is experiencing yeah. that is being in a cold I didn't even think about that because I'm stupid. That's so <laughs> cool. But also, like, oh my god, I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, the Marshall Lee and, and Gary stuff is so. Is I'm like, oh my god, this is so cute. Like, uh, what did he say? Like, who are you? And he was like, who are you? I was like, oh. <laughs> it's just like I know where they end up, but it's still like, oh, this is nice. Like, it really does. It feels supernatural. I like it a lot. Um, but the end of the song and Kate being like, y'all should kiss <laughs> again. Yeah. Don't think it hasn't occurred to me. Don't, I love that shit so much. Okay, okay so but like, can we talk about like Betty and Marceline for a moment? Sure. I, 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 have, I have something to say about that and I was going to maybe save it, but you go ahead. Okay, so two things that are different about this Simon that we can already see before we find out more about him. First of all, he doesn't have any attachment to Betty, but he still knew her. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, the dead one. And yes, Betty died in his universe because, um, because 
she never time traveled to the future with him, right? So I have two theories about that. First of all, um, maybe she didn't run away when he put his crown on and they ended and things went really badly for them after that. Um, but secondly, when he transferred the madness onto the PB, that also carried Ice King's obsession with princesses, ergo his obsession with Betty. Oh yeah, that's a good mm. theory. So that's why Queen Candy Queen was kidnapping him all the time. But also, like, you could say part of the... Well, I was going to say you could say part of the madness was sadness, but I guess that's literally the other thing in the crowd. Yeah. So I, I, res- I resent that, yeah. That is a good theory. Um, so, like, Marceline! Okay, so there's a little ice Marceline with yeah, actual Marceline's base... Like, well, when when Winter King was like, well, maybe when you get your powers back, you can make an ice Betty. Just kidding. That would be unethical. <laughs> He's such a hypocrite. Yeah. He's not a hypocrite. He was backtracking because he realized that the other Simon didn't like the idea. He's also a hypocrite. Well, I guess you're right. <laughs> just, yeah, he was, he was backtracking. He was not a hypocrite. Um, but it turns out that's his way of solving... It's very Princess Bubblegum, of whom I have to admit. That's his way of solving uh, problems. Well, yeah, of course it would be, because this is the episode where the roles are reversed. Yeah, so Ice King's the one with a magic lab, um, and morally, morally dubious, in ways that PB never was, and um, apparently made an Ice Marceline to replace Marceline, either because... Uh, and she wasn't an adult Marceline, she was a baby Marceline. Which implies either she died and he made a version of Marceline to replace her, which is based on the Marceline he remembers from their past, or she left him. Yeah, I I think it's much more likely that she just left him, because they don't put much of a point on it in the episode. You know, this this is the Winter King, it's like if the Ice Kingdom was more like the Candy Kingdom in a lot of ways. But one thing that that he's still similar to original Ice King with is that he's, like, alone. You know, he doesn't have only penguins to keep him company. He can make ice people. Um, And I love the Ice Scouts, by the way. And and Marceline is there, too. But, like, that's it. There's, like, four people in the entire kingdom. Yeah, Yeah, there was actually, there was, like, a shot where he was, like, you can enjoy the, like, the the whatever of the kingdom, and it was just, like, four people (laughs) down there. It wasn't, it was just a big shot with four people in it. Like, probably, you know, other people know what he did, and they don't want to hang out with him. And, like, PB made an entire kingdom full of individuals. They're stupid, right? And she made them stupid on purpose. But they're still individuals, and you see, in parallel to this episode... They all have their individual little storylines, and that's part of the world that she's crafted as part of her own fantasy. But they can also act independently of her, whether as soon as Ice Prince kicks the bucket, everyone in his kingdom dies. They were completely Uh under his control. They were probably, probably not really alive to begin with. It's hard to say. Uh, I, I, I think they were. I mean, Ice King can just create life anyway out of ice and snow, so... It's not too much of a stretch that he can still do that and make them smarter now that he is also smarter. But yeah, they are completely dependent on his magic. Makes me wonder how, I guess PB's candy citizens were like their own people, but it makes me wonder how lonely she was in the earlier, you know, 
because she's just like i this is my kingdom i run it and then it's like she makes all these people but it's like what about real friends bro i guess that i guess she already went through that arc though she was she was deeply lonely in the actual show like you know she She definitely didn't know it right but she she was (laughs) she was she was very lonely she even like understood it to an extent because she missed the mother gum and daddy she couldn't get what she needed out of neddy uh, that emotional support. He didn't need it, but she did. Um, so, like, she created a family, but they weren't their individual. She was still in charge because that's all she's ever known how to be. And then she made a candy kingdom that she could be in charge of without fear that they would turn on her. And every time she tried to diverge from this mentality and make smart candy people, they ended up being fucking crazy. And part of that is her own fault because... That, that after all, they're, they're born from her own consciousness and her own abilities. Uh, but it's not until she has outside friendship like Finn and Marceline and Jake that she finds peace. And this version of Ice Prince doesn't have that. And this version of PB also doesn't really have that. Uh, I just, I just want to say that we all know you're our resident like PB knowledge woman. But, like, that was an extremely good, like, condensed entire explanation of, like, her whole character. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh. <laughs> I tried. I forgot to I forgot to mention this, this joke, which I thought was really fucking funny. The second Ice Prince gets there, Cake immediately takes the crown and is like, let's bounce. <laughs> it just <laughs> runs away. And none of them try to do anything. She just comes back. It was, was so good. That was so funny. Imagine if she got away with it and the Ice Kingdom just died there and then. I mean, that's also such a Jake thing to do. You know, him and his little thief. <laughs> his, yeah. his thief spree. <laughs> I like okay. it. I want to mention uh, a, a beat that, I, that seemed like it might be important, but like wasn't really and that's when um the winter king gave fiona an ice sword it had like a you know a design of the crown jewels on them that glowed when she started using it i thought oh it's just like a cursed sword like the blade of grass but then it just it's you know it's melted it's gone by the end of the episode so oh did it melt yeah it melted it reminded me of the ice sword from the first fiona and cake episode true that ice queen makes but this one wasn't a trap. It just had, like, um, because Fiona is from a human world, she's lost all of her combat abilities. So um, this was supposed to be, like, a sword that can fight for her, um, like, having training mode on. But, like, it melted by the end of the episode, so she can't lean on that crutch forever. It's also fun because this sword is in the intro and Fiona's in her normal outfit in that part of the intro. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I assumed, too. It was just, like in in auto fight mode so it was just like that was just like an indication that it was ai or something like it, was, it just fought for her right but you know but i thought it might be more important than that because obviously the cursed grass sword was a big part of finn's whole arc and if fiona getting something similar i thought oh maybe we're doing something here and then not really. that would be cool i didn't think about that yeah <laughs> But we've already got a cursed crown. I think a cursed sword might be a bit much. As well as the fact that Fiona has a curse anyway. Like, okay, okay, okay. Yay! Can we finally talk about the best character? Yes. (laughs) Yes, please. Candy Queen! Candy Queen shows up and she's voiced by Hinden Walsh, even though it doesn't sound like it. Hinden's performance! It's so good. It's amazing. When she first showed up, I was like, there's no way that's Hinden. But 
but it is. Oh yeah, I thought that too. I was like, wait a minute. And she's just like she's so good at singing. Like she kidnaps him, just like the Ice King kidnaps. And and Ice Prince is like, yeah, this happens all the time. And you can see a board behind him in the prism of times kidnapped, and he's almost proud of it. Yeah. And you can tell why his behavior. You find out later why his behavior is so different to Princess Belgum about this whole situation. Because he made it this way. Yeah. yeah. He like likes it this way. <laughs> I don't know. He yeah. likes it this way. He's like, nope, she doesn't need help. And, and the thing is, Simon can relate far more easily to this deranged candy queen than he can to the Ice Prince or the Winter King, who is another version of Simon Petrikov. Like, mm-hmm. he, he can relate far more to the sheer mental illness of the Crown's Curse than to this perfectly perfect almost soulless simon patrikov yeah i even just for me like you know as a, someone watching the show for so long the fact that there is an episode where there are two simons and they regularly call them both simon is still like that's very surreal to me like because because in the original series up until the end when he became pretty common like anytime they mentioned simon like in passing i was like huh who Simon War? Like, <laughs> but now, now it's just like, oh, here's like an episode where there's two of them. <laughs> uh, just so good. Yeah, the word Simon definitely like neuron activated me when I whenever I watched the show. I'm def- I've, I mean, I was definitely curious about what people would be thinking about this uh, Ice Prince episode. I didn't, ha- I mean, I didn't have issue with it, but I definitely kind of felt, I was like, hmm, this is like a wild episode with a lot of like, cuts and stuff going on i wonder if people will complain about that or if they'll enjoy it or if they'll like if people will like the princess bubblegum thing or not and well you guys are proven that everybody liked it <laughs> yeah but they they made it they, you reminded me of this now because they made it work well together because originally the marshall east stuff just seems kind of disconnected from the ice king stuff but then they build up to this scene right where um, Prince Gumball is presenting his candy kingdom to the lemon carbs, which is which what was so used to cute, by the way. And also, I yeah, love that. Yeah, that's such a good it idea. Was, it was so cute. <laughs> this yeah. is what I mean by like um, this sort of storytelling. This is why Princess Bubblegum would be a dungeon master because. <laughs> yeah. Prince Gumball had his entire family. Oh, it, it wasn't even like gender bent versions of the characters. It was like the characters that he'd made stories for, just like Princess Bubblegum did in the Magical Rendezvous. Um, massive parallel there. And you can sort of see from his mindset what would be her mindset when she created them. Damn, how did 40 minutes ago Chan not think about that? That's really embarrassing. I like she has, either, she, she literally I'm, lives. I'm not D and D brained though. She so. lives world building. I feel like Marceline would be like a barbarian and just go like kill mode on everything. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Marceline would like not listen, and people would be so frustrated. She'd be like, Marceline, use investigate, roll perception already, and Marceline's like, Nope, I roll attack the door. <laughs> I want to yeah. see what's behind it, and she's like, There's a key like right underneath the table. Yeah, she's like, I put a lot of. I put a lot of thought into this puzzle, and you're just breaking doors down. <laughs> and then Marceline just keeps rolling nat twenties, so she like sequence breaks the entire dungeon that way. Uh, okay, I'll take this episode. Okay, so so listen, here's something about me. I'm a fan of evil women, <laughs> and PB was already my favorite character in the show anyway, and now they do this to her. It's like they're, they're, they were aiming directly for my heart. 
I'm kind of sad <laughs> she's gone by the end of the episode, even though I know that we'll never be revisiting this universe anyway, probably. It's just like, Jeez. I just love Candy Queen a lot. And the scene with Gumball, he's talking about the characters whilst you're watching Fiona, like, half murder them. They, they're still alive afterwards, but she commits gore to them. Yeah, that was good. Oh my god, she grabs the heart out of, like, Mr. Cupcake and, like, squeezes That was Cinnamon Bun, I think. Yeah, it's Cinnamon yeah, Bun. And I, and yeah. I love that the heart was, like, a candy heart with a message on it. Yeah. With Funny. real blood. Well, maybe it wasn't blood. Yeah, I... I the Gary stuff is so... I, I love the way they explain that. And also, I'm like, that's unironically a good idea. I'd go to that place in real life. Like, oh my god, oh, you get a discount because they're they're married? That's so cute. I love that. <laughs> and and uh, it's just... It's great. And their whole their whole relationship just felt really natural. And I'm happy that they it, did such a good really job. It really is like a, a, a coffee shop version of Gumly, Gumly or Bubbling. Like, like, I think Adam said that real. this isn't how... This isn't how bubbling. This isn't like how bubbling met, but it's how it's it's kind of similar to how maybe they did meet, like with um, Gumball and Bonnie being super fixated on getting all the details and super passionate, whilst uh, Marshall and Marceline just sort of wing it and do things. Um, and it's funny how Marshall has all of these connections because of his rich mother. You can just call, make a phone call, and the lemon carbs show up in the middle of the night. And it's really funny how the oh lemon my. carbs have no relationship to Prince Gumball other than like being his superiors. This guy is always losing. Like, but a Scotch butler and the lemon carbs are super famous, and he's like a fucking secondary cook in his store. You keep calling him Prince Gumball, and I'm like, oh Gary yeah, Gary Prince. Gary. Gary, Gary Prince, Prince yeah. is, is his name. Can I say I don't I don't get the name he gave to his pastry thing. Like, is it a German word? Candy mansion? It was like pastry mansion. Is it a dimension pastry... joke? No, it's pastry mansion. Pastry mansion. Really? Sure. That's the name of like the the project or Yeah, I'll get, because I'll, I'll get the subtitles, hang on. It's a play on it's a play on Candy Castle. It's a pastry mansion. Yeah, that makes sense. I just didn't I, I didn't like understand what he was saying really. I like how <laughs> Candy Queen's song was legit very good. Yeah, like, very that's... good. Oh yeah, the both songs were. And then amazing. she's like, and then Simon's like, Simon wants to see the good in her so bad. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's really sweet. And she's like... It's not a metaphor. Not a metaphor. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> oh, okay, good news, guys. We got an amazing moment here. Tipsy is incorrect. Yes! What? Oh? Finally! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It is It is what Tulip was saying. It's some kind of Can German Can you type word. it out, please? I'm sending it. The pastry mansion. It's German! Maybe it means pastry mansion in German. Let me, let me, let me have a look. That, that almost certainly means pastry man- mansion pastry German word. Mansion. I'm also good. No! It. it means people! It means people! They're the pastry people! Ah! They're the candy people! <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's I awesome. like your theory too, okay? I could see it. <laughs> okay, to be fair, I don't speak German, so I wouldn't have noticed. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, none of us. But it's do, funny so. how he apparently uses German. Yeah, yeah. I mean, consistent. Yeah. That's really cute. Again, like just another thing. Like, there's just there's they they 
there's so many world building bits and pieces that they pull from every that's what i mean when i say this series is so much love put into it i'm like oh my god they're just little oh my god just little things little subtle things also, LS, LSP was in the apartment. Bring <laughs> <laughs> yeah. apartment. back something. Even though, like, Marshall must have brought him there. Yeah. There's no other way that he'd just show up in the apartment otherwise, because Fiona doesn't even know him. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I, I mean, I felt bad for Gary, but, like, he was right. Like, he probably would have spent, like, years trying to perfect this recipe that he never would think was good enough and if he did end up get him getting a meeting after he thought he perfected it they would have still had the same reaction so it's like it's better that he got this out of the way now so he can just focus on other things yeah like uh, i think he's just needs to find the, the right people to pitch his idea to because it's obvious that the lemon carbs were never gonna like something so cute do you think marshall is rich technically yeah. because of i mean yeah so like is that the implication of like like he's like, well, well, what do you need? And he was like, well, mostly a lot of money. <laughs> like, is he gonna pay for a bakery for him? <laughs> oh gosh, he might. Like, well, it's just he... funny because Marshall like sneaks on the bus without paying when he has the money to do. Well, if he wanted to do that, then he'd probably have to like mend things up with his mom. Yeah, yeah, like that's true. he must have made no, because he like he wouldn't make a phone call to his mother for Fiona's sake, right? But. He did make a phone call for his mother to help this guy that he just met. Yeah, that's cute. And he was willing to do that to help Gumball, to help Gary Prince, what a name, to fulfill his dream. Like, he was willing to do that, just call the lemon carbs in the middle of the night and do business stuff. And by the way, um, you may have noticed, but like, um, Abadia is implied to own, like, to be like a big business owner. Like, there's an advert in the buffs for something called Abadia Vacuums, which is a yeah, play, yeah. play on the ability to suck souls. I think the lemon carb, like, when they were describing them and they just, like, tripped on a lemon, the, that shot was so funny. I don't know what it, It's because, like, the one who tripped did not even, like, attempt to, like, s- like steady themselves. They just accepted they were tripping and just, like, I don't know. You get what I mean. It just fell without any reaction and they just stayed there so funny. I think Jinx Monsoon's performance is a lot more fitting here than with the original Lemon Grab who's way too recognisable. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But the thing is um, it's Jinx Monsoon and Cree Summers, I think. Uh, Because I I was surprised reading the credits to find out that the two lemon carbs and also the the two ice scouts each had like different voice actors which is so like unnecessary but i appreciate it oh yeah that's true actually um okay i have to finally talk about this um first of all pb gets cured and she's like where are my candy citizens and cake's like we'll we'll go find them first let me just quickly say something i thought was funny as the candy queen built a giant blender with a kill setting, like, even though she was yeah, planning yeah. on getting in it herself. Yeah, you know, for science. <laughs> but yeah, and then, um, of course, of course, we, we can't skip over how how PV got cured, and that's that Fiona touched the crown and made it not magical anymore. That's what I was going to talk about. Is that what happened? Like, because I was like, is, is the, is the yes. implication, like, Oh, Simon found love, so the cure, the curse is cured. Like Simon found Betty? No. Question. I mean, mark? that's like or... what PV said because it kind of looks like that's what was happening. 
But no, it's because she touched the crown. Like, Cake touched that hot dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Okay, duh. Well, not duh, but also, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I was wondering what the... I was like, wait. Does that mean if, like, Simon finds Betty, then he fucking turns to dust? Is that the implication? So I'm glad to be wrong on that, <laughs> Well, that's what, that's what was going to happen, if you remember. Like, um, mm-hmm. it, it, they had to use a loophole, because if they just destroyed the crown's magic, if they did something as simple as that, then Simon would die from old age. Betty's objective yeah. was to stop Simon from dying whilst also removing the crown's magic. That was her goal. If she wanted to just remove the crown's magic, she could have done that from the get-go. So, is the impl- Like, we came to this world and learned you can project the madness and stuff onto someone else. Is, like... Is the implication that they're gonna, like, project... It's like, are they projecting that into Ice Thing, even though it's already there? Like, are they gonna reuse no. that concept? Like, I don't what? think so. I think he doesn't want to do anything like that ever. Yeah, of course not. Because like, like he's suffered under that for a thousand years. He he doesn't want to put that on someone else. I agree. I'm just like, is that like a one-off? This is what this character did, or is like that actually going to lead somewhere somehow? I kinda? think he doesn't want to be anything like that other Simon Petrikov either. So he he would rather be like Ice King. Then he would rather be like Ice King than to be like that Simon, even if that Simon isn't ideal, perfect ideal of Ice King. Yeah, I don't know. Ice Thing is basically already Ice King, and it's like, would, he, would that even do anything if you projected anything onto that? I think that would be an easy out. Um, Wait, exactly, I which I, re- I hope they don't do, which I don't think they will. <laughs> like, I've been thinking about the projection of this series. Um, like, they said, oh, look, there's no no drawbacks. And, and you have an example of a no drawbacks Ice King situation. But actually, was that even Simon Petrikov anymore? Like, and I, I think that what's going to happen is they're going to find a way to separate the Fiona and Kate universe from Simon. And they're gonna. It's probably gonna stay more magical. I will be honest. I I do think that as well. I think like there's no other way the series can end. Honestly, like because he's obviously not gonna become Ice King again. Yeah. yeah, this is a this is a leaving the magic behind situation where they they're relying too much on magic. They're using it as a crutch, and you even see Fiona have her like moment of truth at the end of this episode, where going on, she was just she wasn't doing anything that Finn wouldn't have done in Adventure Time, in early Adventure Time, but right. she realized that in doing that stuff, she was causing harm to others. So maybe she's realizing that this magical life of adventure isn't what it turns out to be. She still has all the responsibility that she would have in a normal human world. And all of the problems. I mean, look at Simon. He has the same problems as her, even though he lives in the magical dimension. So they need to work through those issues that they have with their own self-reckoning rather than use escapism. I can't see any other ending if there is any other ending, like a, a, an early adventure time, everyone gets what they want ending, and you do have a magical world and Simon lives forever and stuff like that, it would feel really cheap. Um, but we also haven't had payoff for that. Hmm. Do I say that? None of, have you all seen the trailers? Uh, best not to. No. Okay, I won't say that, but there's some things... I think I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, there's some scenes in the trailer which we haven't had payoff for. There's at least there's at least one which is very important, I feel. So Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. So we will we will see the payoff to that and to everything else. And I think the only way that this can go is for Simon to is self acceptance. Mm-hmm. Sure, you can explain all that, but can you explain why there wasn't an entire episode dedicated to the baby world? Oh my god! <laughs> I, I was like, can you explain I, I watched why Jake it. looked like a fucking freak instead I, of a cute I was bean? like, Chan, Chan is going to be so <laughs> upset if this is the only time we see Young Finn and Jake. <laughs> bro, bro, it can't be. He's in the intro. It's not just this. Jake looks like. Jake looked like a weird, like, human dog. I did not like it at all. We have a, we literally have a baby Jake in the main series in First Investigation. He was perfectly fine, perfectly bean-shaped. Yeah, but this is like a parody of the elusive Adventure Time babies. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny because I was going to mention that one of their original pitches for the comet was that the comet turned everyone into babies. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention that too. Like, what? is this a reference to that? What? No, yeah, that, did you not know about that, Tipsy? No. What? That was apparently, <laughs> like, their original idea was that they, it was like a celebrated holiday that the comet would come and you'd all turn into babies for, like, a day or something. Yeah. And then they ended up turning it into, like... I have not heard that. How many times does the comet come and turn people into babies? I mean, if it, if they went with that plot where it was a holiday, probably once per year, but they decided to not do that. <laughs> I, I'm happy they did it, but also that's so fucking funny in Adventure Time. Like, yeah, this is the day we all turn to babies. Hell yeah, let's do it. I, <laughs> like, I, thought, I thought it was more of a reference to, like, how Adam Muto has had cold sweats in the middle of the night about having to make, about the possibility of CN approving Adventure Time babies, because I well, suspect that he's at, pitched it at least once. Well, there's a there's also that like it's it might not just like it's like the classic like haha cartoon spinoff where they're all babies like I'm sure it's like a multi layered joke thing, but like baby lich <laughs> just also like yeah. it was really cute because even in that fucking world they did world building the Gumball Guardians were regular so it's like oh the Gumball Guardians take care of them all. <laughs> you know, all right, you know we didn't see we didn't see baby Princess Bubblegum maybe she's the mother. Oh my hmm. god! I don't know how I Jesus feel about Christ. that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that would be messed up. Maybe next episode will will be about that. You know, you never know. That'll be oh, the whole episode. I, I gonna say I I I really like that. Um, PB was like, you know, Fiona, the brave knight, and then she kissed her like she used to with Finn in the early seasons. Like, I guess that's. Yeah. I guess she's just like that. I mean, Tipsy was right. She's going through the same things that like early seasons Finn had to go through. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. She's learning what it is to be a Finn, I suppose, uh, or to be a Fiona in a magical world. And she's yeah. like a different person at this stage. It's the life it's, that she always thought she wanted, but like, how is it turning out for her? It's about finding magic in life that you think isn't good enough for you, and then we'll all cry and clap. They'll get ten Emmys. And also, also, it was really funny that PB was like, yeah, I'm trying not to dwell on it. Yeah, for a hundred years. Yeah, I'm trying not to dwell on it so casually. So funny. Uh, well, my cute citizens. Uh, we'll look for them. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good line. Oh my god. Uh, 
I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed the episode so much because I did too, but I thought Tipsy hated them because I cannot <laughs> believe you thought I would hate that episode. Like you would have to tell me to shut up and like truly, it. I'm surprised you like because I thought that the Ice Prince one was really good, but I thought the pacing was a little weird because I was like. We come right in, we get this big song, and then we come right into this other place, we get another song, and then it's over. I'm like, whoa, that, that was fast. I'm like, maybe people will be annoyed at that, but... I mean, it's, it's like, simultaneously good and bad, because it's, like, it, given the 11-minute episodes it had before, that's kind of how Adventure Time always yeah. was. So this was, like, a 30-minute version of, like, a normal episode. I'm just surprised. Because a lot of these episodes have been pretty, like exposition-y but i mean that's a necessary thing and it hasn't been bad it's not to say that that's there bad, was a specific this... line that i didn't mention which made me actually go why'd they do that like i wish there was a little more self-awareness in it but in the farm world episode he goes like that's not possible magic hasn't been around since snow the snowman was stuck. i'm like god why did they do that exposition so on the nose there <laughs> I, I thought there were at least at a line like, yeah, man, I know. Why are you telling me there's something like that? But like, it was like, oh, it was just, you know, that's that kind of storytelling always makes me upset. So I was disappointed, but it's fine. Just a little thing. To be fair, it kind of demonstrates that the snowman is past tense. And oh, yeah, but I think they could have done that without being like, don't you remember? The snowman died and then magic is gone now, <laughs> you know, but it's fine. Um <laughs> I have to also mention... Very very owl house writing. Yeah. Again. I have to mention, like, <laughs> Marceline, the ice version, had the axe base, which is like, doesn't she not get that until she's an adult? Like, in the main... She got that from... She got she that, got from, that her... from Hunson. Yeah. So, like, like does that mean that even this version of Simon knew Hunson, I guess? Yeah. I mean, because his past was the same up to 100 years ago. Yeah. It's just, it's always so vague, like, when exactly Marceline was alone and then Simon found her, like, when he met Hunson originally and all that stuff was never... No, he never met Hunson. He never met him. He never met Hunson. Like, do you remember the episode in season 10 where we find out exactly what happened? Um, Marceline, Marceline, like, um, oh, yeah, he, did, the... he did meet Hunson for, like, two seconds, but, like, when he left Marceline... He immediately went to summon Hansen, and then Hansen immediately went to find Marceline, and then Marceline ran away from Hansen. But I not... completely forgot about that because yeah, he—he's like some weird dude with glasses summoned me. Yeah, and he like gave her—he gave her the family axe, which used to have a different handle. Marceline replaced the handle and turned it into a guitar. I'm disappointed in you that you called it season ten. Just had to throw that out there. Wow. Well, I, I call it. I still call the season before season eight, so it's like it's, season nine doesn't yeah. exist for me. I'm only kidding. It's so hard to not call it season ten because it's like at this point it's too fucking confusing to be like, well, actually that was season nine technically. It's like you know what I mean, but yeah, no. I, they did that. Uh, I completely forgot about that. So thanks for the reminder. Season season ten was a fever dream because I was mostly having a mental breakdown about how the show was ending. So like <laughs> I don't remember like any of it. I should definitely rewatch it. Um, but yeah, um, but like, yeah, I guess that's what I, I was wondering. I was like, oh, I wonder when he got the axe base in, in this universe. Like, when would that happen? Does any, does anyone know how that makes sense? She got, she, he, she got the axe base. She died. And... and then he just made a kid version of her to replace the dead. Real I get that. But like, when did kid version Marceline get the axe base? I thought like she, she didn't. 
I mean, Marceline, as an adult vampire, could have come to visit him at any point and maybe just left it there, like when he was regular ice king or something. Who knows? I thought that she... Yeah, I guess that. I, I think I'm I thinking think, too hard. I think the axe... <laughs> no, I think the axe being there, like, like, has heavy implications that she died, though. Like, would she ever leave that behind? Yeah, because it's not an ice axe base, it's the real one. Like, they, they purposely were like, well, put the okay, real I don't, one. I, I don't actually think she would leave it behind. I think maybe it's more likely that the Winter King stole it because he, like, wants it to remember her by. Maybe. But either way, uh, Chan, Marceline would have grown up. She wouldn't be as young as the ice sculpture Marceline, even if she did die. So, um, um, Ice King deliberately chose that version of her because it's the one yeah. that he has the most fond memories with yeah. and the one who looked up to him the most. And, and if she was alive when that happened, like, oh my god, she would hate him. Like, for, yeah. for putting the, the curse on her ex-GF. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And uh, there'd be no Finn and Jake to help them reunite and all that. <laughs> Why? Okay. All right. Well, that's all no, I have. Uh, uh, it's not. I, I've got. I've got one other thing. One other topic. I've got some questions and maybe theories about the timeline in the Winter King universe. Mm-hmm. So it had not occurred to me that like his obsession with Betty was like sort of included as part of the curse and was projected into PV. I think that's a very good theory. But what I was thinking when he seemed to not care very much about Betty was like. Where is she then? What happened to her? Because she probably isn't in the current timeline because, you know, Simon wouldn't have gotten Bella Nochaid and then open a time portal because that would have happened during the hundred years he was already the Winter King, which means, did she actually die? Because original Simon obviously thought she died because she vanished, but that was because she left Simon for Simon in the future. Um, but if she didn't time travel, then... I don't know. I kind of always liked the idea that if she didn't time travel, she would have stayed with Simon and, like, tried to help him. She probably did, but then she probably died in the apocalypse. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe even if even if he protected her from dying in the apocalypse, she just died of old age at some point, not being magic and having no way to help. And then yeah. he just doesn't care about her anymore. Sad. Which is, like, it's super sad, and it's, like, I'm, I'm like, you know, whenever they're telling stories about these multiverses, I'm trying to, like, be, like, okay, what are they implying about the main universe with this? And it's, like, like, does Simon, like, would Simon not care about her anymore if X happened? And what does X even mean in the context of the main world? Like, I, I don't know, are they just talking about, like, if he got his crown powers back, he'd forget Betty again? Is that what the parallel is there? Or? I don't know, I think Tipsy's theory is a pretty good one. But I'll... Well, that's interesting. That's interesting, because he could never remember Betty when he had the crown on. Right. Yes. And, and this is, and this I consider is something like... else that I have something to say about. But, Chen, you go ahead. I just feel like all the multiverse, like, things like that are so, like, ri they're written so intentionally that whenever they have details like that, I'm like, oh, okay, what are they talking about in the main thing? Like, like what, what kind of alternate... Like, how does this manifest into simon's fears like if simon gets the crown back he's gonna forget betty again because he goes i mean i guess that's probably what it is maybe it's not as deep as i think it is but go ahead yeah go ahead too. so when he's ice king he you know they, they say it a lot in this series he's pretty happy with his life 
he doesn't like know that he's cursed and he doesn't remember Betty. Um, so it's a bit strange that the, the winter King said, you know, through sheer force of will, I just, I just decided not to be cursed anymore. Um, and I, I have, a, I have a little bit of theory about that based on the fact that, uh, candy queen uses her candy elemental powers like a lot. And then she even does it after she became herself again to give Fiona a little like lollipop badge. Um, so I think perhaps there's a chance that the difference in this timeline is that Patient St. Pym was unfrozen earlier and she like tried to get everyone, all the elementals to use their powers and stuff and maybe like introduced the idea to Ice King of, of projecting his curse in order to get PB to like be more elemental. <laughs> That is such an awesome theory, and I think that would make an awesome fanfic. Um, I don't think that's what's happened. Personally, my interpretation was that because PB has been Ice King for so long, she just was able to use her elemental magic because she was programmed to believe that she has elemental magic, um, and she does. Yeah, but the thing, that the thing is, I think that it would explain, you know, her using that when she didn't know how to use it in the past of the main timeline, and also the reason why Ice King projected his curse, which I don't think he would really want to do of his own volition anyway. Oh, that's interesting. I guess that's true. It's like, what, what point does Ice King want to do that? If we, if he's the Ice King that we knew, at what point does Ice King say, like, I'm going to project this? It's like, that wouldn't happen unless someone influenced him. Exactly. Probably, right? Yeah. Interesting. It could also be, maybe, like, what if Galbetti is like, running tests in alternate universes to like see how she can mess up simon i don't know oh gosh <laughs> that's i mean that's interesting too actually that that's funny that doesn't like i don't think i don't think betty would do that because she already has an alive simon right she doesn't need another one she doesn't um, need to but like if she knows there are other simons out there she might want to try yeah does Prismo grant, in, like, is it one wish per person for your entire life? Like, yeah. have we ever talked about yeah. if that's how it works? I, mean, I assume it must be that. Yeah, that's why Shelby wishes for a pony and it's such a... Because they can't... Finn and Jake can't make another wish. So they oh, get yeah, Shelby yeah, 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 to make yeah. a wish and Shelby wishes for a pony. Do you think that Finn ever, like, went to Prismo to watch Jake in alternate universes after Jake died? I don't like that I said that. That is messed up. Please never yeah. say that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is going to be my last I podcast. Feel like, I feel like they didn't because Prisma was also really messed up about Jake, and I doubt that they'd be able to be messed up about Jake in front of each other. Oh yeah, for sure. Finn's like, must adventure, mathematical. Oh my god, adult Finn being like, math. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I know, I, uh, I just, I definitely think we've not seen the last of Betty. I think Betty is looming large over this miniseries. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If they yeah, didn't absolutely. show Betty at all in this miniseries after this, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I, I'd be shocked for other reasons. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and that is the last note I had about these episodes. I loved them. Same. Yeah, just just great, great quirkiness from these episodes. Like, it, it was so, so fun. I'm glad you guys enjoyed the B plot too, because I was like, oh, maybe they'll be like, oh, they only included the 
Gary stuff because it's like fan service and it didn't have anything to do with whatever. Would we like, say that? You were so would you, worried. A specific fan. We are fans. We are the ones who want the I don't, service. No, I didn't think you guys would say that. I thought that other people might say that, like on the internet. Well, they which might. I, maybe they did. I'm afraid of the internet. They might, but like, like they suck. Uh, they suck and should go up something else. Yeah, I think most people won't say that because people, like, if they're gay, people are, will be like, okay, I accept this because they are gay, whether or not it's unrelated to the main it's plot. It's cute! <laughs> it's cute! It's wicked cute! It's, again, it's like I said about, back when we were watching Owl House, I, I made a point, like, that romance, like, genuine, really cute romance doesn't happen in cartoons. Like, this is a new phenomenon because fanfic writers are the ones making the cartoons. So it's like ever, us always headcanoning like all these things like oh what did like Princess Bubblegum and Marceline like how'd they meet and stuff like that and it's like that stuff was never actually covered before we made all that shit up it was only recently where the people that liked thinking about that stuff started making the cartoons so we get these really cute stuff like like Amity's relationship development and, and this whole thing with Marshall Lee and like, like all these very cute yeah, direct and people romances. call it fan service but like it's a TV show. It's supposed to be yeah. appealing and all of that yeah. stuff. It's supposed to be like like it doesn't have to be like this is Adventure Time. I I would be annoyed if it was like one hundred percent. Oh yeah, the the Fintress, Yeah, the questionable Fintress child and all the people going feral in my and Jadam's inbox because of that. Yeah, that's annoying. But like <laughs> it, it would be. It, it's fine for it to have like some hints. It's not like based on fan service. It's still telling a really good story around everything, and the the quote unquote fan service is also good storytelling. Yeah, and like I mean, this whole mini this whole mini series is fan service if you consider it's about Simon Petrikov. Feeling the cake, <laughs> but like yeah, it's feeling yeah. the cake but series. There's... It's ultimate fan service. <laughs> it also makes me happy to see like a a couple with two dudes because I feel like a lot of the representation is, is oh, two women, and absolutely. I'm like, oh my god, this is nice. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, we'll see if they we'll see if they kiss, but um, they just need cake to show up it. and be like, yeah, exactly. Oh, here's. Here's my here's my second my second big prediction of the series. Other than Young Finn stealing Fiona's backpack slash remote, them chasing you know, and then them getting their personalities. You know my theory. Second theory: there's a third time that Fiona says the "y'all should kiss" line, except they actually do it, and it's <laughs> yes. Gary and Marshall Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's gonna happen. They should do that. Y'all should kiss. But all right, <laughs> they do it. Uh, but. What one more thing about fan service too? Because, um, I feel like something that happened with Adventure Time was like the big season six, like season six is so fucking weird, and it's like almost anti fan service because it was like, oh my god, Finn's dad, and then Finn's dad shows up for one episode and he's an asshole, and it's not like this cute lore thing. It's just like a traumatizing event for Finn, and then the whole season is Finn having depression. Yeah. It's like what fan wanted <laughs> yeah. that. None of Which them, is funny, but they like, went with that because yeah. that was their idea, and it was great. Yeah. It and was people, great. And, but people left the show because of that. That was around the time where people, whether it was because of advertising or because of Steven or whatever, people stopped watching. And now with Fiona Kate coming back, I'm seeing a lot of people who, again, maybe they were just y- too young to be active online, to be a part of the fandom or what, but... Now the people watching Fiona and Cake, they accept everything that the show also, did. And they understand it. Now. I've seen people be like, 
I considered the show to get worse after X season, but I rewatched it because of the show and I was just wrong. Like people are realizing yeah. like, oh wow. I don't know. It's it's all interesting. Someone I saw I saw someone on YouTube earlier claim that the show only got story because of executive meddling. What? What? The fuck? I saw someone claim that the show got story because of executive meddling and also that's the reason regular show got worse. I've never seen regular show. Me neither. I mean, regular show didn't. Regular show didn't get worse either. Regular show does the same thing as Adventure Time, where like the first instance of it getting a story is like really cringe, like breakup romance stuff, like the same exact stuff that Finn goes through. Yeah. So it's definitely not. It's not executive stuff. meddling. The executives were hated this. The reason they've relegated the shows to bomb format is because they were like, we don't know what to do with this. We hate this. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna do yeah. this because we think it'll work better, but then it didn't work better. It was terrible. God, I hated it. They had no and now idea. we've got two more weeks of this, and I'm back to my hole of depression where Adventure Time is actually um, airing. One, one more. Or Heidi Hole. One yeah. more thing, uh-huh, uh-huh. Simon. Sand. Twice. What? Yes. yes. Sand. <laughs> what? Why does this keep happening? Like, like uh, we didn't talk about Simon's death, where he turned back into like he turned oh, back into Simon. Yeah, Ice Winter oh, King. Yeah. He turned back into Simon. Had Tom Kenny's voice for a few moments and grew really old in an instant. Yeah, that was just a like fucking Betty. horrifying scene. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like how Simon died in a. Uh, 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 Oh, well, I've already know Infinity Train. It's just like what happened to him when he just got oh. like killed. Yeah, that's why I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, there's a character named Got Simon it. in Infinity Train who dies in the exact same way as that. Yeah. Got it. It's just messed up. And I love how it like broke Fiona's fantasy. It broke her out of it. Because her ice prince that she's been fantasizing about this whole time just died. Yeah. By the way, also, like, the Scarab only got free from that ice prison, like, when everything was melting. Like... In in the yeah. episode before, when when Simon said like, and when I have my powers back, I'll be able to stop this guy. I thought maybe that that was him being optimistic because this is like a god level being. But no, actually, I guess he was just right. Ice yeah. powers can just freeze that guy yeah. in place. He still, he's still just kind of a guy. He was able to stop the lich with the ground's power. Yeah, he was able to stop lich PB. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's powerful and scary that crown. Um, Did anyone else think it was funny when that one gang member was like, I'm going to eat that cat, and then Fiona said, nobody eats cake. But it's like, nobody (laughs) eats cake, you know? That that gang member was like the little brother to little Destiny. I like Trauma John. Trauma John. Trauma John John is dead. Yeah, he's he's roasted. That was wild. Uh, I love Finn Uh, showing up with his, like, cowboy, his completely unnecessary cowboy... Uh, shroud and taking it off and just like burning people to death. <sighs> Classic Finn. I like. Tu- I, I'm scrolling Tumblr. Just reminded me. I like that Finn was wearing two hats. Yes, he was wearing a trucker <laughs> yeah. hat. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Okay, okay. I think I think I think we're done now. How are you? How are you guys yeah, feeling? Good. Okay. All right, then to, then to close things off, uh, <laughs> once again, thank you, Chan, for uh, making the music in the intro, and thank you, Tipsy, for drawing the thumbnail art. Uh, we'll see you later. That's all for now. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.